in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Top Air. <laughs> Brought to you by the Top Ten Show. Uh, I'm John Roca. And I am Matt Nose. This uh, show's pre- premise, rather, is simple. Yes. If you are a member over at patreon.com forward slash the top ten with the number ten at the $5 uh, tier and above, you can submit whatever you'd like us to talk about over an email address that is listed over there specifically for you individuals. And uh, hit us up. Whatever you want us to talk about, whatever topics you want to put on the table, we don't ever know what it is uh, before we read them. So it's a surprise to us as it is to you listening each and every week. And John, I believe it is your turn to start this time. It is. I think we've got Tim Williams as our first uh, uh, patron uh, leaving a message for us. He says, good day, gents. Hope you're having a nice day or evening. My question this time around is about movie tropes that take you out of the movie. For me, I have always I always have been taken out of movies with the quote hostage needs to use the bathroom trope. In most movies where this happens, it's in a serious movie. What I find hard to believe is why the criminals would ever risk their well thought out plans because someone had to go. I understand it's used to perhaps show an escape scene, but I can't help to think these guys are lunatics. Why would they care if you needed to use the bathroom? Also, another one is why when they use real photos of the actors and Photoshop them into family photos for the movie. Yeah. That's a couple of mine. But what are some of yours movie tropes that take you Dude. out of the movie? Have a good one, fellas. Timothy R. Williams. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Why Matt. is it that some of the uh, movie photoshops are the worst you've ever seen in your life? Oh, yeah, I know. I know. It doesn't make any sense because you'll see stuff online that looks fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And to this day, there's like, oh, here's an old picture of me and some other individual. The other individual looks period specific and you look like you were crudely airbrushed. Yeah. Over the face of whoever that other individual is. It's terrible. Yeah. The hostage needs to use the bathroom. What kills me more is when criminal needs to use the bathroom. Mm. Cause you know, it's always an escape coming. Right. Right. So that one, it's like, oh, wow. The, this plot, like it, uh, well, a show we talked about on Tuesday, Lupin. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The timeline. Yeah. Um, right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that kills me. The photos, but the hostage. Well, like, If you're a criminal, uh, I think you need to resign yourself to the fact that you're probably just going to be pissing your pants. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hostages going to the bathroom, I think it's not a negative. Because you don't, uh, I think Bonnie Bedelia in Die Hard, she said, uh, unless you want it to get real messy out there, you better start taking us yeah. in groups. Makes sense. That makes sense. Because you don't want people defecating on themselves and peeing themselves. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be committing a crime for a long time or going to be there for a bit, you don't want that. Now, if people, if you're going to be in and out in 20 minutes, then fuck no. You don't take anybody to the bathroom. Exactly. And, and, and this is a speed issue. Like you're, you yeah. know, it's the uh, heat or the town or something. For some reason, they're in there for so for like 10 minutes as opposed right. to the right. 90 seconds. But somebody's like, I got to go to the bathroom. Be like, tough luck, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shit your pants like, you know, that lady over there already has because we can all smell it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I don't care. But 
It's a great point on the diehard. If we're going to be here, plus how else are you going to get Stockholm syndrome? You know, right. don't you want right. to be, uh, you know, you, you don't want to terrorize these people. You're not out there unless you're some sadistic fuck to ruin them psychologically. You're right. just here for your money or whatever the case is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But what else? So what other tropes would you uh, say are out there? I think I hate the one where they're like, um, I don't even know who you are anymore. That trope, uh, that trope drives me nuts. When that yeah. line is delivered in any film, any TV show, uh, now, uh, I think is such a shortcut in writing, a shortcut in thinking, a shortcut in, in whatever you're trying to develop there, because it is no one's ever uttered that in the history of mankind in a legitimate argument, because that is just a terrible fucking thing to say. Because it's like I don't even know who you are anymore. Uh, what? What are you talking about? Uh, you, you know. So it's just yeah. like it's such a ridiculous. And immediately I'm like, oh, I don't give a fuck about the emotional stakes in this scene. And right, immediately I'm like, nope, don't care. Could care less about that nonsense. Um, I love, yeah. I love that for us. That trope has been etched in stone for. Uh, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah. Then now you'll never hear that because it's just too cliched. Yeah. But. Glover somehow cemented that before that you didn't have a face of that kind of character. Right and now it's like, boom, that's done. Nobody can do that. That's, that's as good as it's going to get for that, you know, mm-hmm. cliche. Uh, I've read online. I don't know if it's true, but he's only like 42 in the movie. What? That, that really? doesn't seem true. Wow. Yeah. But wow. There's no well, way he's retiring on a police pension at that age, so he's got to be in his 50s, for the character at least. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at one right now that it's true. The Magical Negro. A lot of people talk about that. You know, that was the It was coined after Will Smith in Legend of Bagger Vance. You know, this idea of the, yeah. you have the black character just to just in the movie to help elevate the white character, always to in service of the enlighten white Enlighten them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah to die so that they're motivated to do what they need to do. That kind of stuff is just irritating as hell to watch. Now, of course, back then you didn't know that when you were watching it, there was a nobility about it, you know, Oh, damn right. Fight for homie who just got killed by the shark or whatever. Um, you're just like, yes, go and go and avenge the death. There's what a movie. Now. Yeah. Did you see, uh, where outside of Sam Jackson getting, Killed by a shark. I can't think of another Sam Jackson black actor. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Mario Van Peebles in Jaws: The Revenge. Please. Oh, okay. Come on. Poor Uh, Jamaican Mario got eaten up by that shark. At this point, that movie exists to me as just the Michael (laughs) Caine quote. Of course, I said yes. I got a free trip to the Caribbean. (laughs) So I don't even think about that movie in the slide. That the, the banana boat is. The only thing I remember from that movie, <laughs> legitimately, just yeah. like Jaws Two, was just that stiff fucking puppet coming straight towards camera. It <laughs> looks one thousand percent artificial. Yes, that's that entire yeah. movie boiled down to one scene for me. Also, the idea of dumb dads. I'm kind of done with that kind of situation. I'm not saying men can't be stupid sometimes. Of course, we can be stupid, but like. This idea that that you 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 purposely have stupid out of touch fathers. I mean, fathers, yes, they can be a little, but you know what? They were once cool before you were cool, so they get it and they have a little more perspective. You just can't see it from your age, uh, and so you look at the situation. And I'm just so tired of seeing the dumb dads as a convenient 
plot point in order to push a narrative along in a movie or in a comedy. I'm just yeah. kind of sick of that because someone would have called the idiot out for quite some time for it. So um, that's why I'm actually kind of intrigued by, I haven't watched it yet, but that uh, the actress from Schitt's Creek. Yes. Uh, Kevin oh, yeah. can go fuck himself. Yeah, whatever. Where it's a sitcom too. and then it breaks that reality. Like yeah. that's a really interesting premise. Yeah. Uh, but I think that dumb dad is a reaction to before that it was father knows best for, for, uh, 30 years it was dad always knows the answer and mom you just go in the kitchen and make us some dinner (laughs) uh back when this country was great you know what i mean just simpler time perfect exactly when a high school educated white male could make eighty five thousand dollars a year a hundred thousand dollars a year in a manufacturing job yeah yep (laughs) back when this country was at its apex yeah uh so good so good. And look, there were positives. Seems like there were a lot of negatives. I didn't live it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to look back. Can't wait to see what uh, future generations say about us. I love one of these other tropes uh, here is uh, love. The idea that love can solve everything. That trope's got to go. <laughs> or the trope of if it's a, you know, whoever pointed it out early on, if there is the phrase avoid it like the plague doesn't exist anymore. Right, because clearly people don't. People don't. Right, Matt. Dude, that ain't bubonic. (laughs) All right, man. This guy has pustules and boils, black boils everywhere. My cousin got it and lived. All right. (laughs) I don't know if I believe you. That's hilarious. Uh, And for those of you, yeah, yeah, I did a Southern. So (laughs) there you go. Suck it up. Technically, I'm from the South, and I don't sound like it uh, in the slightest. The idea no of one. walking away out of a scene, I'm all, that drives me nuts. No one does that. No one in real life storms out of it, gets that last word and storms out the door like a sassy person. Nobody. What about the where it's not quite a rack focus, but the person t- walks to like the window and continues speaking? Yeah. Who the fuck does that ever? And it happens sometimes it's not even a window. They just walk and they're in a room and they're for the camera's sake, it looks interesting. In real yeah. life, who fucking what asshole makes you speak to the back of their head? <laughs> I hate that when that happens in a movie. Every once in a again, it makes sense. Like Tommy Lee Jones in No Country for Old Men. It's he's longingly looking off. Oh, right, the he's actually talking about something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a philosophical discussion as to yes. what the fuck is the point of life. That's why you look longingly out a window, not Oh, Harry's coming over and just Ugh. like, oh, oh, is your day inconvenienced? <laughs> I hate that in a movie or a TV show. Yes. Any yeah. of it. It's just the worst. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> or female actress who's not known for doing comedies. And in the trailer, they show you fall. They show her falling down. Oh, yeah. Oh, see. Oh, look, she's zany. Look, mm-hmm. she, I'm not saying she can't be. But if that's the go-to, how we're selling, like I didn't realize we're still in silent era standards when it comes to <laughs> dramatic actress wanting to do, you know, comedy. Yeah. We got to give them Keystone Cops pratfalls for the audience as a whole to go. No, she could be good at this. Yeah, just the yeah. worst. I remember watching Hillary Swank fall in that uh, one with Gerard oh, Butler. Yeah, I never saw yeah. that movie, but I remember the the fucking she's doing karaoke and falls off the stage. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "What? Why is Hillary Swank doing this?" <laughs> I believe she could deliver a joke. 
why don't we just have her try delivering yeah. the joke instead of doing the whoop, 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 whoop. I, I, yeah. I hate to break it to you, but you know, really good dramatic actors can do comedy. Yeah. It's you just got to know the rhythm, but you yeah. can be taught the rhythm so long as you, you know, yeah, whatever. I'm sure there are some people that are incapable of it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But I, so long as you have a good enough teacher, pretty sure you'd be taught. It's just simple. You know, it's a one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Yep. It's certain not that things. Hard. Yeah. It's a, well, just to get the bare bone structure. Yeah. Here's how you land the punch. Here's how you land this. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do improv, try and skew towards words that have these constructs or whatever the case is. Yeah. yeah. Find a rhythm. And most importantly, if you have confidence in the bit, the audience will have confidence in the bit. Right. I'm kind of done with the mirror scare too, right? The kind of looking in the mirror. Also, uh, shot across Jordan Peele's uh, bow, huh? Candyman, preemptive. So, like we talked on Tuesday, you got the Batista Oscar, and you got Candyman clo- uh, failing at the box office. Those are your two big bets this year. <laughs> I'm just saying. What else is there in? Uh, I don't, I, I don't watch horror it. anymore, so that's the only time it really comes up. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Like, how many shots like contact are there where the little girl's running at the mirror? Yeah. <laughs> someone put i love this youthful awareness uh the idea that the person the little ch- the little kid is smarter than the adult like a, th- that that trope also needs to go when's the last time you talk to a kid and you're like oh wow i didn't under you know what i never looked at it that way you're so fucking intelligent with no actual experience living in the world fending for yourself and understanding what's happening it and, can't uh, happen you know though. what it's so incredible to hear if you're stupid I just, I don't think, I just don't, I've never seen it. I've never experienced it and I've never seen it. So. Okay. Put it like this. So there's a, a skyscraper in New York. It's a, I think it's the city group building. Okay. Okay. Something like that. And so the way they were originally going to design it, it had four uh, pillars at the corners. And then the bottom floor is kind of going to be like the open airish and there'll be a central location underneath but it's basically like a box sitting on four small rectangles with another rectangle in the middle where it's like the entrance to the elevators and all that and then would go up to the floors but there was a church on the lot so they had to change the uh those pillars at the bottom from being in the corners to in the middle okay so if you think of a box like this where my knuckles curve yes would be there 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 and there instead they're where my knuckles meet oh so these hang out in open air, right. the edges of the building itself, right? Right, right. So they had to design for that, but they didn't design for a cross wind load, yeah. which something they had to do because they had to put these uh, diagonal struts in the building itself. And it took yeah. an undergrad asking the question and then calling the architect's firm after it was completed saying, I've run the calculations and this doesn't make sense to me. Uh, uh-huh. Can you like, please tell me I'm wrong because otherwise... If this fails, it could take out another skyscraper next to it. And now you're talking about hundreds of thousands of deaths. That's totally fine. That's an undergrad. That's a person who's actually made it through high school okay. and college. Little I'm kid. talking about a fucking little kid. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you see those. But there are those Doogie Hauser little kids that. I don't know that, any. I've never met I don't one. know. That. They do exist. But I know what you mean. The precocious yes. eight-year-old that somehow is wise beyond his years. Like Chloe Grace Moretz in like 500 Days of Summer. You're like, girl, you haven't even had a boyfriend. The fuck are you talking about? You don't even know what love is. What the hell do you have a concept of what it's like to be taken for a ride or be caught up in your own shit by creating a narrative about a relationship? You have no idea what you're talking about. So it's just like creating that 
It's just like what I used to ding Gilmore Girls about half the time because they would talk about references. There's no fucking way she would have known or remotely understood or even grasped. And you're just like, no, this is an older woman who is writing the show, giving the young girl these this kind of intelligence. And I have never met anybody who can speak about something they actually never experienced in the time that it was experiencing it and understand the levels of which that thing worked in the time that it was working in. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. You could I've speak- never watched Gilmore Girls. So I don't know <laughs> okay. that that was a thing. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm just, I don't want to get too deep into it. But yeah, when I see that kind of stuff, and but, you know, of course, sometimes it works. I'm not saying when I watch a movie every single time it takes me out of it, but a lot of the times it does. Because I just go, nah, this is you using this sure. trope, this cliche to push a larger uh, conversation. But that larger conversation can't be achieved without the life experience that you've actually experienced as a writer or a director so to give it to someone who hasn't even really come close to that, it isn't. It just doesn't work for me overall. You know? But okay, you know that's what this one of my tropes. Um, all right, we spent 17 minutes on this question. We should go to our next. What's our next one, bro? Let's do it. Thank you, uh, Mr. Williams. Yes. We appreciate the question. Thank you. Next one comes from our old pal, Mr. Machine Gun Lemke. Oh, Lemke. Uh, all right. He says, "What's up, guys? Since Black Sheep." By the Clash at Demon Head is back on the charts after Scott Pilgrim's re-release. Oh. What fictional concert or band do you wish you were able to see? Personally, I'll be jamming at a Stillwater show or cheering for an encore from School of Rock at the Battle of the Bands. Rock on, Lemke. Ooh. So what Good fictional question. concert or band do you wish you were able to see? Well, I like the idea of Sex Bob I'm a big fan of seeing them from Scott Pilgrim. Okay. Um, certainly. I love the idea of Stillwater because I think that song, uh, Fever Dog, I think that should have actually charted and gotten to a really close to number one. That is a fucking great song out of Almost Famous uh, for sure. I, I love Fever Dog. Hmm. Uh, Go ahead, man. I, if you've I got say- the band... Any of the malfunction shows from Spinal Tap? Oh yeah, where great like Tiny Stonehenge comes in, or yes. uh, Harry Shearer's character—I can't remember his name—but gets stuck in the pod until the very end, and he erupts yes. out, and the crowd still loves it. <laughs> Any of those small, because there's no way they all happen on one night. Yeah, but just to see that. But I think Little Stonehenge would have been my favorite. And them looking down at it, like what the fuck? Little Stonehenge is a great choice. Um, hmm. trying to think. Because a lot of times, oh. like, I, I don't want to see Rockstar. I don't want to see that band. Right, 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 right. Or Fear of a Black Hat. I like the parody. I don't know that I want to go see your music. I like the idea of um, of uh, the Sing Street. I like that. I, I like uh, that movie, and I loved the songs. So I'd be down to see that band. At okay. Maybe a, a, a tour as greatest hits type of thing. The sure. Commitments. Oh, my God. The, the commitments. commitments. Number one choice. Can't be touched. The commitments, and they used to tour. Like the the actors, the real actors and musicians, used to have these get-togethers, and they do these mini tours for charity. Um, uh, overall, was, so yeah. Well, uh, was the charity their pocketbook? Because no, no, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how many of those individuals made it to the degree that. Although, if they did, God bless you. 
Yeah, a, a lot. All the all the women did because the 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 blonde girl is still working in British television all the time. Uh, the brunette, um, she is she was an orphan black. She was the mom of mm-hmm. uh, um, what's her of uh, Tatiana Maslany, an orphan black, and she's done a number of things. Uh, she never shows up for the reunions. She never shows up for the reunions because. She's busy doing other things and doesn't want it just, just, just to be about the movie. And the other girl yeah. was in like Pulp Fiction and a number of other things. Oh, she um, in Pulp. Now she's the girl that's there when uh, Rosanna Arquette gets stabbed with the thing, or Rosanna, or what's her name? Uh, Uma Thurman gets uh, stabbed. Uma Thurman. Yeah, she's the other girl. Oh, she's Rosanna Arquette's friend? Yes. Yes. She's on okay. the couch there. And she's done a number of other things as well. Um, uh, the dude, I don't think the main guy who was 17 years old when he did that movie. Right, he um, looks 35 in my I know, head. right? I know, right? You know, he was the son of the musical advisor. Like they were lo- they were auditioning all these other people and he happened to take his dad's spot for a day and was like uh, helping the auditioners and the director Alan Parker was like, "What the fuck? Why are you auditioning?" Yeah. And then when he auditioned, they just gave him the job. Um he, I mean, yeah. He's as close to get a Joe Cocker mm. as you'll ever get without doing a bad Joe Cocker impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. full on. Like that is seemingly who that guy was. That's why right. I think the movie really works is the authenticity uh, of the characters. Now, like the manager early on that to me, were, it felt like it was just going to be a throwaway British movie. Yeah. Right? He's auditioning band members or whatnot. Cause he's too, he's too Parker Lewis for me. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, but once we get into the actual dynamics of the band and having to go and do other things that a band has to do, that's when uh, I think it he's, he's good in the ensemble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, I can't even imagine anybody else. The saxophone that- guy, the saxophone guy, he became uh, a member of David Letterman's house band for 25 years. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. crazy. Good for you. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Well, he's the only one that I thought might have been a real musician. Yeah. Right. When I watched it the first time, he's like, he's got the vibe of I, he could have been in the Doobie Brothers. Well, one of the guitarists uh, is the you know the guy with the curly red hair. That's Glenn Hansard, who did once, who goes on to do once. Mm. So he's a legitimate musician. He's got a lot, his albums, his CDs, fucking great, man. I, I bought yeah. like three of them. His music is stellar, man. So uh, yeah, he's cool. He, so some of I them did. Seen you know, keep going. Sing Street or Once I've yet to. Ah, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see here. Who else would be? Oh, the Blues Brothers. Fuck, of course. But what is that fake? Because they actually, you know, like they they created that group on the show, then made a movie, and then did. Ah, tours. I think. I mean, so does that? Count? We're talking. Yeah, I think it counts. Okay. But them behind the chicken wire, I think, is the real representation of what they do. Right. Right. And do I want to see that? No, I personally don't. But I'm not a fan of that movie either. Oh, that's right. That's right. I keep forgetting how much you hate that movie. Uh. So, so I'm trying to trying to think of like what other bands because sometimes like there might be a rock star ish character. Yes. What about Rock of Ages? Is there anybody from Rock of Ages that you want to see? It's Tom Cruise. I I think I'm good. Yeah, he seems like a generic. Yeah. What about the Wonders? Would you go see the Wonders? That thing you? Do? I might see the Wonders. That's a yeah. good call. Okay. Okay. They got a, a slight Beatles vibe to them. Sure, sure. Sure. I just don't know how much range they've had. They have. We only have, have you know, one song from them. So True. it could be a quick concert. Yeah. Um, Crucial Taunt. 
from Wayne's World? The girl, uh, what's her face? Tia Carrera's, Tia Carrera's band? band? No. Yeah. She didn't really have front person presence to me. Would you go see Wild Stallions? Would you go see um, Alex Winter? And- they suck, though. That's the thing. <laughs> they do. So, I mean, kind of. But they suck. <laughs> I love they seem that. like they'd be a lot of fun in their yeah. stage antics. Yeah. But the music itself, of what I've heard, yeah, is not going to be enjoyable for me for two hours. I agree. Uh, so who knows, though? But they do end up becoming in two the greatest band in the history of all bands. Who knows? Yeah. So they- who knows what their music, you know, became yeah. thereafter? I haven't the foggiest. What about Autobahn from... Uh- Big Lebowski. Would you go see the Nihilist? <laughs> well, I just assume it's Mike Myers from SNL dancing around. It's a room full of people like that. Uh, 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 we believe in nothing. <laughs> They're Nihilist, Donnie. <laughs> it's weird, though, that there aren't a bunch jumping up. Oh, you know, it was like a great scene in this is, mm. you know, X. Yeah. That'd be a cool band to go see. Yeah. There's really, I mean, I'm, I'm looking coming at, up like sports movies and shit like that. Yeah, I'm looking at the um, the Rolling Stone one. Marvin Barry and the Starlighters from Back to the Future. Would you go see those guys? Maybe. Uh, maybe. Why, though? Yeah, right. What do I know about them? They were a really excellent backing oh. band for Johnny B. Good. What about Eddie and the Cruisers, yo? I might go see Eddie and the Cruisers. Okay, maybe. That was good. If I still drank, probably. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Well, I just think that they're a Matt. six beers in type of. Matt, Soggy Bottom Boys. I think uh, we'd go see the Soggy Bottom Boys, Matt. Probably. It's mighty fine a picking and a singing. Do they have more than Constant Sorrow? Yeah, well, they have that song at the end, uh, In the Jailhouse Now. Sure. In the Jailhouse Now. Uh, I'd check it out. I would definitely check it out. Yeah, I'd check it out. I I wouldn't see the Pitch Perfect Girls. No thanks. Never seen the movies. Yeah. What about, uh, did you ever see Inside Lewin Davis? What about that folk rock stuff? No. No? (laughs) I don't like that movie. I don't need, it's not that I don't like it. It's like, I don't get the point of the movie at all. I don't get the point of the movie. And I love those movies. Yes, I know. And am I supposed to I'm clearly not supposed to root for him, and yet I'm supposed to root for him? Yes. He seems like just an asshole. Right. Um, Selfish asshole, too. Yes, over and over and over again. He's in the studio uh, with Timberlake because Timberlake threw him a bone. Yeah. Like, oh, here's a a single we'll cut. Hey, man, I really appreciate the gig, but these lyrics are awful. (laughs) I was like, fuck you, dude. I wrote this. I got you this job. Yeah, I know, dude. Don't be a dick. Um, yeah, I'll throw the folksman in. A mighty wind. Oh, I love that movie. Um, uh, at least the music from that movie, I love. So I, I would definitely go see a Mitch and Mickey concert, which is Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. Uh, the folksman, which was like what Michael, what is this Higgins, whatever his name is, and um, uh, God, Jane Lynch. I would totally and Parker mm, Posey. Okay. I, I would totally see that group the Volksman. Oh, and then uh, Michael McKean and Harry Shearer and Christopher Guest, their version, they, and of course they have Spinal Tap, but they're also the folk trio in the movie as well. True. 
really funny in that movie. I mean, their version of um, what is this Rolling Stones song? I'd have to look oh, it up. Fuck. Uh, like, uh, no, what is? I can't forget. I, I'm not a big Stones guy, so I don't remember all their songs. Like, I don't. I hardly remember. I remember seeing it. Start I haven't gone back to watch. I watch everything else. Best in That's Show it. and Spinal yeah. Tap before. You watch a uh, Mighty Wind. Yeah. yeah. Of yeah, the yeah. new guests, I will more than happily watch Best in Show ten times before I get to anything else. <laughs> That's fair. It's my favorite of them, hands down. Like Waiting for Guffman, I like, but it's fine to me yeah. compared to Best in Show and a Mighty Wind is below those two. Fair enough. Uh, okay. I think that's a... Oh, what about Rockstar? Any the 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 group from Rockstar? Yeah, the Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg. I said that earlier. I was like, I don't want to see them. Okay. You did? Yeah. yeah, I don't want to see them. Yeah. I don't care about a former hair metal band that I have no attachment to. And as they struggle to hold on to their relevancy after the era in which they were big has passed them by. No. Wow. That's that fucking band. He just eviscerated y'all, son. He just eviscerated. Yes, the fictitious band, the poison, the <laughs> British poison. It's like poison now. I could give two shits. Poison could be playing next door, wow. and I had free tickets, and I'm like, ah, eh, if I have the time. Really? It's fucking poison. I love poison, man. I did. Of those hair metal bands, poison is in my top two or three. Absolutely. Did you? Uh, if you could go see all of them. You're saying that's like the second or third band you would want to yeah. see? Motley Crue, probably number one. Okay. Then maybe Poison. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I love uh, his slow shit. Uh, sure. Every Rose, give me something yeah. to believe in. Yes, those are great, but also Don't Eat Nothing But a Good Time is fantastic. Um, Mama's Fallen Angel. Fallen Angel is great. Um mm. So there's a few poison songs that I'm a fan. I've enjoyed that yeah. behind the music one from way back when. So yeah, I would say that. Now, what about Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem from the Muppet movie? Would you go see Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem? <laughs> How could you not? If Kermit is opening, you gotta go. Oh Kermit, well, I mean, just if for Kermit Animal on the Drums. Oh yeah, exactly. That alone is worth the price of admission. <laughs> yeah, I knew. You know the. The the blonde female Muppet in that. Yes. She has the bangs that come down here. Yeah. I knew a girl almost exactly like that. Oh, really? Almost exactly like that. I'm pretty sure she's based on Joni Mitchell. I mean, it's almost okay. a dead ringer for Joni Mitchell at that time. Well, they yeah, they they <laughs> take aspects of various yeah. uh yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, you know the band leader looks like a little Waylon Jennings mixed with you know, some of Elton John's panache. Or and- Dr. John. I think it's like Dr. John and, or- and what's his face? Yeah, because Dr. John always wore that weird top hat. When he okay. Played. So, yeah, I could see that, though, the Waylon Jennings, absolutely. Which is, I'm trying to think of some 70s. He's got a slight little outlaw, but he's a showman. So yes. See Elton John, like, co- uh, costumes and, uh, yeah, they'd be a fun band. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um... All right. Well, there we are. We're 31 minutes. We should wrap it up here, Matt. Uh, thank you all so much for uh, watching or listening to mm-hmm. this show. And thank you to the patrons yeah. who sent in your questions. We really appreciate it. We appreciate it madly that you send in your stuff. Uh, Chris Lemke, Timothy Williams. Thank you. Uh, you know, sometimes it shows two questions. Sometimes it shows four questions. All depends on where it leads us down. We hope you enjoyed that very much. And if you want to be a part of the Patreon, go to patreon.com slash the top 10. Right, Matt? 
please do join us over there. It's the $5 tier and above, and you can submit your questions and topics over there. We answer whatever comes in. So uh, today was uh, an excellent one. Two questions yes. kept us uh, chit-chatting for yeah. now 30, almost two minutes. <laughs> and so and thanks to everybody. You can uh, follow the show at Top 10 Show on Twitter, and it's all spelled out. Otherwise, on YouTube and Instagram, it is forward slash the top 10 podcast with the number 10. So hit us up over there and you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. And you can follow me at the Roca says, and we'll talk to you next time for another brand new episode of topic. Thank you.